Apostle Mrs. Leanne Kofi, the founder and general overseer of the Lord's Garden Ministries, a ministry which is focused on bringing back the glory of God into the lives of people who have been battered by the world. She's a healing apostle and ministers powerfully to break people free from demonic oppressions. We believe you'll be blessed as you listen to today's word. Now, today's word. strength, O oh God, and our shield. Elayon, this morning we say glory and honor be unto your name forever and ever. You are the lily of the valley, O oh God, this morning we worship. The rose of Sharon, this morning we worship. We say that Lord be exalted, O oh God, in the midst of your people. offering. Oh, those hands, that clap is too weak. You do better at the football stadium. Hallelujah. Amen. Please be seated in the presence of the Lord and you are welcome to Liberty Center of the Lord's Garden Ministries. Amen. And it's a wonderful Sunday morning. Um, Bit by bit, the year is just rolling and we are getting to the end of the year, for, for which we thank the Lord. That we are alive even to see today. We really thank the Lord. Yes, it's a good place to put your hands together. Amen. It's just by the mercies of the Lord that we have not been consumed. Amen. This one, I'm ministering a word I've titled, When a People Pray. When a People Pray. Amen. Now, in the book of Second Chronicles chapter 6, Starting from the verse 13, I'll be working it down all the way down to 42, and then we'll go to chapter 7. But to give you a little background, you know, King David in his days had wanted to build a temple for the Lord, a house for the Lord. And the Lord said to him that he wouldn't allow him to build. Why? Because he was a man, he said he was a man of war, and his hands are stained with blood. And so he told him that Solomon, his son, who was to reign in his stead, would rather be the one who would build the temple. But David, in his love for God and in his wisdom, gathered material. I mean, nothing could stop him from being part of what he knew to be his reasonable sacrifice unto God, the God who had helped him, the God who had picked him from the sheepfold and made him king. And so Bible says he gathered, he gathered wood and everything that Solomon would need to build the temple. And Solomon did build the temple of the Lord to the glory of God. Amen. Now, when the temple was finished, Solomon chose a day of dedication where they were going to dedicate the temple. Now, Solomon prayed a certain prayer at the, build, at the dedication of the house of God. And that's where I'm reading from the verse 13. The Bible says, For Solomon had made a brazen scaffold of five cubits long and five cubits broad and three cubits high and had set it in the midst of the court. And upon it he stood and kneeled down upon his knees before all the congregation 
of Israel. And he spread forth his hands towards the heaven. And he said, this was his prayer, O Lord God of Israel, there's no God like you in the heaven nor in the earth, which keeps covenant and shows mercy unto your servants that walk before thee with all their hearts. And thou which hast kept with thy servant my father David, that which thou hast promised him and spoke with thy mouth and hast fulfilled with thy hand as it is this day. Now therefore, O Lord of Israel, keep with your servant David my father, that which you have promised him, saying, There shall not fail a man in my sight to sit upon the throne of Israel. Yes, so that your children take heed to their walk, to walk in my law as you have walked before me. Now then, O Lord God of Israel, let your word be verified, which you have spoken unto your servant David. But with, the, with God in very deed dwell with men in the earth. So behold, the heaven and the heavens of heavens cannot contain you. How much less this house which I have built. Have respect therefore unto the prayer of your servant and to his supplication. O Lord my God, to hearken unto the cry and the prayer which your servant prays before thee. That your eyes may be open upon this house day and night, upon the place whereof thou hast said thou wouldst put thy name there, to hearken unto the prayer which your servant prayed towards this place. Then he said, Hearken therefore unto the supplication of your servants and of all your people Israel, which they shall make towards this place. Hear from your dwelling place, even from the heaven. When you hear, forgive. Then he starts enumerating the different things that he was asking God to hear them on. It's quite a long reading, so I will come back to it later. But he prayed that God's eyes would be open upon the temple and upon any people that gathered there, and that his ears would also be open unto their cry. So basically, the whole summation of his prayer unto God was that, that God would hear them, God would hear their prayer, when they prayed either in the temple or even if they were far away, if they faced the direction of the temple in Jerusalem, that God would hear them. Now, God responded to him. And that is the thrust of what I want to you know, really inject into your spirit this morning. That when we pray, God hears and God responds. Amen. Oh, you can clap your hands. It's a good place to clap. You know, sometimes after you've prayed about something for a while and it's like no answer is coming, you may think that God doesn't hear you or that God, you know, is not paying attention to you. But I want to assure you this morning that God does hear our prayer. There's no prayer that you pray that God doesn't pray, doesn't answer, or doesn't hear. Because God is not deaf. God is not deaf. And God is ever present wherever we are. When you pray, God hears you. Amen. And God responded to him. Bible says, God appeared to Solomon by night. That's in the chapter 7. And said to him, I've heard your prayer and I've chosen this place to myself for a house of sacrifice. If I shut up the heaven that there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. Now shall my eyes be open and my ears attend, that's attentive unto the prayer that is made in this place. For now have I chosen and sanctified this house that my name may be there forever and my eyes and my heart shall be there perpetually. So if you read the prayer that Solomon prayed and you read God's response, you see that everything that Solomon asked God to hear when they prayed, God said, I have heard you and I will do it. Amen. I've heard you and I will do it. This is why I want to assure someone that God has heard you. Amen. God has heard you. Solomon prayed to God to hear and answer prayer of people prayed in the temple or even towards the temple. And he began by extolling God, by praising God as the merciful, compassionate, covenant-keeping God. One of the reasons why God will hear your prayer and God will answer your prayer is because he has a covenant with you. You see, he said, if my people, if my people, he said, if a people, he said, if my people, 
in that God was saying that there's a relationship between you and I. Amen. Talk about relation. If my people, he, he, I always say God takes ownership of those who are his. Say so you are mine. Amen. So if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. That is a different ball game from if a people. Amen. So if you are in this house this morning or you are receiving this message on any media and you know that you belong to God by reason of your being born again, then you have this great assurance that you are part of the if my people. Amen. Hallelujah. Who are called by my name. Amen. You are part of God's people. You belong to him. He takes ownership of you. And as a father will hear his children when they call upon him, so does God hear us when we pray. Hallelujah. Solomon prayed and he said God should remember his covenant to David. Amen. And that covenant that kept, by which he kept David, because God kept David from wars, from, you know, so many trials and troubles. God kept him. God preserved him. God preserved his kinship. Amen. And Solomon said that by that same keeping, keep me also. And God did. Amen. And he said that he prayed that God should have respect unto his prayer. Now, if you are a good Bible student, you remember that when Cain and Abel made their sacrifice unto God, the word of God says that God had respect unto the sacrifice, unto the offering of Abel but not unto the offering of Cain. Amen. When the Bible said God had respect, that means that God honored, God honored Abel in his sacrifice. When God has respect unto your prayer, that means that he, he honors your prayer. He takes your prayer and he honors you by, by answering you. Hallelujah. And he said that, so honor the prayer of your servant and his supplication, O Lord my God, and hearken unto the cry and the prayer which your servant prays before you. And truly, God did hear, and God did answer. God had respect unto his prayer. And I pray this morning that may God have respect unto your prayer. That whenever you lift up your voice, your hands to pray unto God, may God have respect unto you. May God honor your prayer. May God hear your prayer. May God answer you at the point of your need. Solomon prayed that God should forgive their sins when they, 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 they sin against him. He prayed that God should hear them and deliver them in times of trouble from their enemies. He prayed that when even God himself has shut up the heavens by reason of their sin, and they prayed in the temple or toward the temple, God will open the heavens and send rain. He prayed that God would deliver them from sicknesses and plagues when they, when they prayed unto him. He prayed that even the stranger, the foreigner that had joined them, who wasn't a Jew, so long as he was part of them and had faith in the Lord God of Israel, when he also prayed, God should even hear him. Hallelujah. Amen. And anyone coming to ask help from God, God should hear them and answer their prayer. He prayed that God should deliver them in times of war when they call upon him. If there's war and they are in a war with any nation, when they pray unto God, he prayed that God, even at that time, deliver us in time of war. Maintain our course. Amen. Even, so even when we have been taken to exile by reason of our sin, and we pray even from a land far off, hear our prayer and answer us as we turn our eyes onto your temple, onto you. Hallelujah. Beloved, when I look through Solomon's prayer, I realize that Solomon described every area of our lives. That in whatever situation we are in, in whatever circumstances, he said that when we pray, when the people of God pray, God should hear and God should answer them. And God said he would. And God did. Amen. And the part I love is that God said that my ear shall be attentive unto prayer. That is prayed. And my eyes shall also be upon this house. Amen. My ears shall be open and my eyes shall be also open unto you. That's why I keep on telling people that, listen, there is nowhere you are at. And when I say where, I'm not talking only about location, as in geographical location. But sometimes you may be in a certain place within yourself, a certain place in your heart, a certain place in your life. It could be an emotional state. It could be a financial state. It could be, you know, something going on in your heart, in your mind, in your life. But even that, God sees and God knows. And someone says, so why does he want us to pray? 
There's a reason. We'll, we'll get to that very soon. Amen. But altogether, Solomon was saying that your presence should be in this place. Your presence to hear us and to answer us. And God responded. And the wonderful thing about God's response is that even before God visited Solomon in the night, as soon as he, he finished praying, the Bible says fire fell from heaven. Amen. Fire came down and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifice that they had put before the Lord. And when they saw the fire, they began to say, if the Lord, he is good and his mercies endureth forever. Hallelujah. Oh, put your hands to the, together for the Lord. God is good and his mercy. They recognized the goodness of God in that the, the king prayed and immediately there was a response of fire from heaven. Amen. And God received their sacrifices. And then God spoke that if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves. You see, when we come to the place of prayer, it's a place of humility. Whenever you, 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 you pray, you have taken a stance of humility. In that when you pray, you are saying to God that, God, I can't do this by myself. I don't have the capacity. I don't have the ability. This is beyond me. And so prayer in itself is an act of humility before God. Amen. When you don't pray and you are moving on doing things by yourself, it's also an act of pride. Saying that I can handle it. God, you leave it to me. I mean, I am strong. I am able. I will handle this by myself. That is when you don't pray. But when you pray about anything and about everything, what you are saying is that, God, I don't know what to do. I am helpless in the face of this. But I know that you are able. Amen. Your prayer in itself is a lifting up of God. Hallelujah. As the all in all. And so the people rejoiced in the goodness of the Lord. In that God heard them and God responded. And God even went further to visit the king at night. And confirmed the prayer that he had prayed. That yes, I've agreed. I will hear you in time of trouble. In time of war in time of famine, in time of pestilence, in time of sickness, in time of disease, whenever, wherever you are at, I will hear you and I will answer you. Beloved, this is the word of God. Amen. And, and, and that is the beauty of our relationship with God. The, our only way of communicating with God primarily is by prayer. When we pray, that's our means of communication. We communicate to God by our prayer. Later, I'll go to the book of James and I'll, I'll show you a few things. But altogether, God calls us unto prayer. God calls us unto prayer. And I always say, if somebody doesn't love you, the person will never call you unto something that will bring you good results. But it's because of God's love for us that he calls us unto prayer. Amen. Otherwise, he could just turn a deaf ear. And we struggle by it. But he said, no, he said, call upon me in the day of trouble and I will hear you and I will answer you and I will show you great and mighty things that you know nothing about. Hallelujah. And so we shouldn't give up on prayer because prayer is not our idea. Prayer is God's idea. It's the invitation of God unto his children that come, talk to me. Come, bring your petitions before me. I will answer you. I will hear you. Hallelujah. Prayer is, 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 the call to prayer from God is a show of God's love. It's a demonstration of the love of God for our lives. Hallelujah. And so when we come before God in prayer, we should come in that confidence that this is the one who loves us so much that he doesn't have a problem. We have the problem. We are with our problem. He says, come and tell me about your problem. I will fix it. I will fix your problem. That's why I'm talking to somebody. God says he will fix it. It doesn't matter how, how bad it is, how big it is. He says he will fix it. Hallelujah. God calls us unto prayer. An invitation of love. An, an invitation which already gives us an assurance. Because see, if we decide that we are going to God in prayer, it will be a different thing. But if he says, come and pray. Come to me. Talk to me. And let me answer you. That means that your prayer has been answered already. Are you getting it? If he says, come and pray to me, and I will answer you. That means that it's, he's already sorted it out. In second D, they say, why yes ye? Why ye ye? So why ye ye? So why ye ye? That means he's done it already, but it's not yet manifest. 
This one, I'm speaking to somebody in this house. Why are you? Why are you here? It will manifest in your life. It will come to pass. In the set times and seasons that God has appointed, it shall come to pass. Somebody give the Lord a mighty, mighty clap offering. Because it is he who's called us unto prayer. Amen. We didn't choose to approach him. He says, come. Come and pray. Amen. I love the word of God in Isaiah chapter 1. If I, it begins, God says that when we sin, when we, you know, have unrepentant sin, when we cry out to him, he will not hear us. He will turn his face away from us. Why? Because he says, your hands are covered with blood. He said he will not even accept our offerings, our sacrifice, anything, our incense. He said they are an abomination to him because of sin. He said, and he cannot take it, he cannot do with it. He said, your new moons and your appointed feasts, my soul hates. They are trouble unto me. I am tired of them. And when you spread forth your hands, I will not look. I will hide my face from you. And when you make your many prayers, I will not hear. Your hands are filled with blood. Then he says, wash you. Make you clean. Put away the evils of your doings from before my eyes. Cease to do evil. Learn to do well. Seek judgment. Relieve the oppressed. Judge the fatherless and plead for the widow. Now listen to this. He said, come now. He said, now come. Let us reason together. So come, let us reason together. He starts by saying that I don't want to see you. I don't want to hear you. I don't want to hear your prayer. Your hands are covered with blood. Then he said, okay, go wash. Come. They said, come, let's talk about it. Come, let us reason. Let's talk about this thing. I mean, truly, he's, not, he, he, he's a God of mercy and compassion. Because otherwise, he will release the judgment and give no solution. But the call to prayer is God's mercy at work. Amen. When God calls you unto prayer, it is a, it's a, a call of mercy that come, let us reason together. Then he says that even if your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Even if they, are, they be as red as crimson, they shall be as white as wool. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. I mean, after such judgment and after such harsh, harsh words, he suddenly flips it and says, come, let us reason this thing out. I mean, you bring it to human terms. You've offended somebody. You have decided you are not going to say sorry. That's the end of the matter. And the person is offended, really offended. But the person calls you and says, sister, you come and let's talk about what is going on with us. Come, let us reason it out. I mean, let's reason it out. This thing can be changed. That is mercy, and that is love. So prayer, beloved, is a call of mercy, God's mercy being meted out to us freely. So just come. Let us reason this thing together. Your sins, even though they are as red as crimson, they shall be as white as wool. And his intention is to answer you, to make things better for you. The mercy of God, the, the grace of God, the goodness of the Lord, the love of God be meted out freely unto us through the avenue of prayer. Amen. So God wants us to pray. God calls us to pray. And in our prayer, we will have the, the answer to every need, to every challenge. And the answer may not always be yes. Sometimes it may be no. But even in his no, it means that's the best thing for you. Sometimes it could be weight, and the weight is good for you. Sometimes it could be something else that is given, but that one will be the best for you. Are you understanding me this morning? Put your hands together and give the Lord a praise. Hallelujah. Amen. God hears our prayer. The psalmist in Psalm 102 says, He even hears the groaning of the prisoner and to lose those who are appointed to death. Even if you have been appointed, listen, the word is appointed. That means that you have been maybe put on death row or maybe it is your set time to die. But he said through prayer, he's able and he will lose your life even from that appointment. When a people pray, that's what I'm talking about. When the people pray, power is released. The power of God is released. One of my favorite Psalms, I'm sure you've heard this over and over again, my favorite but this one is my favorite because my father taught it to me 
many years ago in a time when I was, I just come out of a coma and he taught me Psalm 18. And he taught me to read it and pray it every day. Psalm 18. Amen. I'll read just a portion. He said, I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress. My deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I will trust. My buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. Turn that word call to pray. I will pray unto the Lord who is worthy to be praised. And that is how I will be saved from my enemies. Salvation and deliverance comes through our prayer unto God. When we pray, the power of God to save, to deliver is just released. When a people pray, power is released. Then he says, the sorrows of death compass me. And the floods of ungodly men made me afraid. The sorrows of hell compassed me about. The snares of death prevented me. He knew he was dying. Then he said, in my distress, I called upon the Lord. I prayed unto God. And I cried unto my God. I prayed unto my God. My God. Not somebody else's God. My God. And he heard my voice out of his temple. And my cry, my prayer came before him. Even to his ears. Then the result. Power. He said, then the earth shook and trembled. The foundations also of the hills was moved and shaken because he was wroth. He was angry. He was angry. What was he angry? He was angry that his child should be pushed to the place of death, that the enemy should try to exact upon his child. He said he was wroth. And listen to the power. He said, and there went up a smoke out of his nostrils, fire out of his mouth devoured. Coals were kindled by it. He bowed the heavens also and came down. Darkness was under his feet. The Lord thundered in the heavens, and the highest gave his voice. Hailstones and coals of fire. If you have a very high imagination like mine, or a picture imagination like mine, you can see what is happening. He said, yes, he sent out his arrows and scattered them, and he shot out lightnings and discomfited them. Praise be to God. Power that is released when the people pray. When the people pray, when we are in trouble, when we stand in the place of need, and we pray, the power of God is released in such a supernatural way to bring help and to bring deliverance. Amen. So then the channels were seen, the channels of the waters were seen, and the foundations of the earth was discovered at thy rebuke, at the blast of the breath of thy nostrils. So he sent from above. He took me. He drew me from many waters. He delivered me from my strong enemy, from them which hated me, for they were too strong for me. From them which hated me because they were too strong for me. That's why I want to ask you, what, is, what seems to be too strong for you? What is it that seems to be so much, so big that you can't even think about how you are going to handle it? Because sometimes there are situations like you just don't know how you're going to get past this, how, how, how it's going to pan out. How are you going to handle this? It's beyond your natural strength and your natural abilities, beyond you. But when we cry out unto God, he said, he sent from above. Talking about divine intervention, heavenly help. He said, he sent from above. He took me. He drew me out of many waters. Hallelujah. He delivered me from my strong enemy because they were too strong for me. He said, they prevented me in the day of my calamity. But the Lord, was my stay. May the Lord be your stay. In your affliction, may he be your stay. In, in, in everything that you are going through even now, may he be your stay. May he be that anchor that anchors you, that secures your life so that you will not drift, so you will not drown, so you will not be destroyed in the midst of it all. So the Lord was my stay. He brought me forth into a large place. He delivered me because he delighted in me. Delivered him and set his feet in a large place. Beloved, there's so much that prayer does. This morning I heard within my spirit, you know, I just finished, I was getting ready. I went to pick something and I heard that prayer will take you where your feet could never take you. I just, it, just, it just came to me just like that. He said prayer will take you where your feet could never take you. Where your connections could never take you. Where whom you know could never take you. And when he said, I just stood there while and said, God, you are right. See, because there are times in your life, maybe 
You have all the connections. You have all the money. You have all the people around you. But none of it can help. None of it helps. None of it can. It takes God. It takes God. And it takes his grace. It takes God's ability. It is his ability that's beyond human ability. What can man do? There are certain things. I mean, sometimes the doctors will tell you that, you know, I'm sorry, ma'am, we've done our best. Period. When doctors tell you they've done their best and there's nothing more to be done. When you know that this is your last penny and you don't know where the next is coming from because you lost your job. Or business is so bad. When that child has gone haywire, you have prayed, you have fought, you've done everything and, and it's like you are at the end of your rope. Listen, that is where God will meet you. That is the point at which God will meet you. In the place where everything has ended and there's no, there seems to be no way forward. There seems to be no way out of it. That is where God will meet you. And not just meet you, but he will pick you up and, and put you somewhere better, put you somewhere greater. Is somebody with me? Hallelujah. He, he will not let you go backwards. He's taking you forward. God's power is released when the people pray. When the people pray. God's provision is made. Divine provision comes when a people pray. And that's why Jesus rightly said that we should ask. Say, ask, and it shall be given to you. And that asking is in prayer. Pray, and it shall be given to you. Say, seek, and you'll find not, and it shall be opened unto you. Then listen to say, for everyone that asks, receives. Not some people. Everyone that asks receives. Amen. And anyone, he who seeks, will also find. And to him who knocks, it shall be open. Then he says, Oh, what man is there among you who, when his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or when your son asks for fish, you turn around, find a snake, and give him a snake? He said, No. They said that if we, even as wicked as we are, Amen. Know how to give good things unto our children. How much more shall our Father in heaven who rather give good things unto those who ask him? So if you know how to give good things to your children, then how much more God? How much more he who created you? The one who formed you. And not only has he created and informed you, but he has also redeemed you. Amen. How much more him? And so this morning, as we get ready to launch into the 21 days of prayer and fasting, and I, I, I just love the theme of the fast. When I heard it, I said, God, this is going to be amazing. Because the, the whole thing is about prayer and fasting. Then he says the theme is people of prayer and people of power. I said, no, it's something like that. We are prayer and fasting. And he says that it is about when people pray, people of prayer, people of power. Say, our heavenly father will give good things to us when we ask him. Amen. When we ask him, he will give good things unto us. And he said to his disciples also that in that day you, you ask me nothing, but verily I say unto you that whatsoever, whatsoever, John 16, 23, so whatsoever is there, whatsoever, can we put it on the board? Not some things. And you have to learn to pray about everything. Everything. I mean everything. Not some things. Everything. Sometimes we want to wait for the bigger things to pray. No. Everything. Pray about everything. Lord, I'm going, what should I wear? He will show you. God, what should I do? He will show you. Everything. Ask. 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 Keep on asking. He will keep on showing you. The wisdom of God will be downloaded onto you as you ask. As you ask. He will tell you what to do. Even to the very intimate details of your life. Ask. You get my drift? He will answer you. He will show you. Amen. Ask. Put your hands together for the Lord. Amen. I'm laughing because I want to say something. I won't say it. He said, here that you have you asked nothing in my name, but ask and you shall receive. So that your joy may be full. God wants your joy to be full. He's not a wicked God. You know, and so don't get frustrated with God. 
Because some people, they get frustrated with God. Never get frustrated with God. Trust. Just trust. Trust. If the time is not up yet, he's preparing it better. But when the time is up, nothing can stop it. And I want, to say, I want to say this to a few people this morning, and I hope you are one of the few, that, you see, nothing and no one can stop that which God has planned for you. Uh-uh. Nothing and no one can stop that which God has planned for you. That which God has prepared for you. Nothing and no one can stop it. Nothing and nobody. I don't matter who it is. I don't, I don't care whether it is the highest, whatever in your, uh, whatever, whatever. Fetish, what? What? What can stop you? You know, <laughs> I pity those who trust in idols. I pity those who put their confidence in other gods. I pity them because they are foolish. Very foolish. It's foolishness to trust in an idol. It's foolishness. Because how, Bible says, how can you take, you know, a, a, a tree, cut it into pieces, use a part of it for firewood to cook your acne and your fetri? Or those of you like Kogonte and Banku, Bachi Bankwe, on the same fire. Then you take a piece of it, carve it, put charcoal for eyes, sticks for mouth, and set it down and begin to bow down to it and give it a name. You name your God. You, you name your God. You carve your God. And then maybe to know that that God is powerful, they'll take metal pieces and attach metal, steel, metal. Steel God. Metal pieces from an old used car. Then they say that is their God. If this is not foolishness, I don't know what you call it. It could be madness also. You see, because when we have a God who is the creator of the heavens and the earth, a God who sees, a God who knows, a God who knows the end from the beginning and the beginning from the end, a God to whom and with whom nothing is hidden, a God who does not just have power, but it's all power. When you have a God who is not limited by space or time. When you have a God who is not limited by, by walls, nothing confines him. He says that even all the waters, in like a drop in his palm. That's what he said. All the waters, the seas, the Atlantic, what? All the oceans. And the streams and the river, Niger, Nile, Zambezi, you name rivers. Sign all the rivers plus the little, little streams and brooks and springs are just like a drop in his power. What kind of God is this? What kind of God is this? How big is your God? I say, how big is your God? I'm asking a question, church, this morning. How big is your God? And who will not serve a God like this? You leave him to go and bow down to idols. That is high level of foolishness and the high, highest peak of madness. You know, we have a land issue with somebody and the person keeps on taking fetish, fetish people on the asset abba. What boom kosu? Fetish! Who's afraid of fetish? Who is afraid of fetish. Enya. Enya. Ow. Hey. No, 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 no. Wrong street. Take it to God. And let God judge between you and I. That is, that is sensible. But if you take it to that which is beyond, beneath my God, then you are a joker. Listen. Learn to trust in your God. Who your God is. Learn to trust in that. Above all things, above all laws, above everything, governments, kingdoms, nations, what is bigger than God? And so when you come to God in prayer, you must come seeing that. 
you must come see all that. You must come see all that God is. That's what you must see. And that is what will even put faith in your prayer. You see, because like if you are coming to ask me for a million dollars, please wait. The time will come. But maybe you have a chance opportunity to meet Jeff Bezos. And he says that today, the first five people who will meet me, anything they ask me, I will give it to them. Hey, Charlie, you are going in confidence. I'm going to ask for a million dollars. You know you're going to get it. You understand? So look at the bigness of your God. Look at his loving kindness towards you. Look at the favor he has set upon you. Look at the fact that he says you are my child. Look at the fact that he says, I love you and I've loved you with a perfect love. And my love for you is eternal. Look at those things and then approach him. If you're approaching him like that, with that in mind, can you imagine how you approach him? With strong confidence, with strong faith, and you are bound to receive. Somebody put your hands together this morning for the Lord. Amen. James talks a lot about prayer and um, some of the things he said. I just want to recount one or two. He says that sometimes we ask and we don't receive because we ask amiss. We ask amiss. Yes, we ask amiss. We don't ask to the point. Amen. Sometimes the reason why we ask is not on. So you ask, so you consume it upon your own last. And the one, one, one time I said that, people say, Lord, give me a car. So I might, no, give me a Benz. So my neighbor who has an Audi will see that me too, I am. No, please. God doesn't really answer those prayers like that. Because, I mean, what is the point? So that your neighbor will see that you too, you day? No. That's what James said. We ask and we ask amiss. So we consume it upon our own lust. But when you ask truly of God, you know, with faith in your heart, your desire. Maybe you want a Benz. That's why I have a Benz. Good to have one. And you want it. He said he will supply all your needs. And sometimes he goes to supply also your wants. Amen. And I, I tell you that you get there. It's a place where God just doesn't supply only your needs, but he begins to give you your wants. How many of you have experienced that? You don't even ask. And it's just a want, really. But he brings it. But let's not ask amiss. Let's not ask for the wrong reasons. Amen. Say you do not receive because you ask amiss. Amen. But remember that God, when we ask for the right purpose, you know, and according to his will, he gives liberally. James says that if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. Who gives liberally and doesn't hold back? God is a liberal giver. He gives you know, freely and abundantly. You ask him for, you know, a piece of cake, he gives you the whole. That's God. Amen. And that's how he surprises you. And I've prayed that may God surprise every one of you. Everyone receiving the May God surprise you. And Reverend Christian will say, God will shock, surprise you. And he will shock and surprise you at the same time. God bless her. Amen. And so ask. It says ask in faith. Understanding that God is liberal. He, he gives liberally. He does not hold back. Amen. And he will give it to you. And on my all-time favorite is Mark eleven twenty-four. 24. Say, whatsoever thing you desire when you pray, believe that you have received it and you shall, you shall have it. In the time you are praying, believe that you have received it and you shall have it. We believe. And that is why we pray. There's no point praying without believing. But when you come to God in prayer, come believing that this thing I'm about to ask God of, God will do it. God will answer me. God will hear me and God will answer me. Prayer, as I said, is a sign of our total dependency on God. Prayer is that which will birth greater intimacy. And I believe that's one of the reasons why God wants us to pray because in prayer we, we become intimate with God, close to God. Amen. Prayer birth intimacy with God. Amen. And your prayer, beloved, and your prayer in these 21 days, I, I know, I know, I believe with all my heart that certain things that seem to have delayed, things which seem may not happen, certain things that we need change for. And I, I, I know that God will 
answer us in those things. Prayer, as I said, will take you where your feet may never be able to take you. Your connections will never be able to take you. So if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, so he will hear from heaven and he will heal our land. I pray that in these 21 days as we pray for our lives, we pray for the ministry, we will pray also for Ghana, our beloved Ghana. Amen. And as we pray, by the way, <coughs> as we pray for Ghana, God will hear our prayer also. And God will heal our land, especially in this election year and beyond. God will heal our land. God will heal our land. And so I want everybody to gear up in your spirit. Amen. And we are going into this prayer and fasting with full faith and full confidence in the God who has invited us to come and pray so that he will answer you. I mean, it's, I, I love that. He's inviting us. Come. For the next 21 days, let's talk about issues. Let's talk about issues from here to here, from Timbuktu to Waluwale to, to wherever, whatever is the issue. Come. Let us talk about it. And I will hear you. And I will answer you. Onyankopon si yembra, ni yembe bom paye, lo betiye yen. Impaye bo, nya mi pesi ye bom paye, sene be ya, nya eye, ye hiya di, ye bisa di, bi obe ya maye. Nya mi, onyans witi yo, na so da ho, lo si ye bom paye outiye yen. Den ne hiya wa wubi bisa na onye mao. Nyankopon, owo abadaye, o, o, ni ye mu ye. Amen. Iti bi biya wubi se nya mi biya, nya mi be ya maye. In the next 21 days, empire ni akomche be be ye. E ye mi anya kupon be denu we do kwansu kubu wa babom. To be biya wuti mi inano pe wa wo dem wa wo internet so shawundi wo didiemu na nyeni daswase empire ye ba be di ye be di empire ankasa ye be di empire nyami wati dao nyeyo we be sadi wo nim dida so se bradi amon empire se ne be wo ni ne be ye ba ku. Sene be ya, nia onu atro amau, iso wa shishe bibi amau dida. Na bra wo bompaye, ne dedi. Baku, 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 ne dedi. God will bring manifestation of everything that he has ordained for your life. Nina ebe dedi wa ya bra bom. Hallelujah. Wasi nia uhiye biya, sa wo bompaye, jidi, sa wansaka, na wansasube den, ebe ka. Nya minshe ye nya, nya minka ye hon. Amen. 21 days ye, nya minbuye osuru wa yen so, May God open the heavens upon our lives. Non todin supanguyen so ma ya brabo ya from from. Oma ya nko kain wa brabo mu. On shira ye, on shira ye fidye, on shira ye ma. On shira ye sanwe juma, on shira ye ma in Ghana. Na mi in she Ghana ma. On mani tu bi in she ye ma in ma. On sa mo ma in yare. Ifi e wenchu wenchu. Eti mni akamba mpese mkumnya. On she ye ndi no on sa mo ma in yare. No mind fan in time of friend or mind in the no pay baby will be a person so John. However, you are standing up on your feet this morning and lift up thanksgiving unto God who has invited us unto prayer. Lift up thanksgiving from, from your voice, from your heart. Begin to thank the Lord who, who has invited you to pray. Say, Come, let us reason together. Say, Call upon me in the day of trouble. And I'll hear you and I'll answer you. What is it that seems too big? And then I quite say, Esododo, Emma. And then, Bompaye Nanope. Thank you, Jesus. Pray.
Lord, we thank you this morning for call unto prayer, for an invitation unto prayer. My God, for me, that spells out clearly that, Lord, you are about to do new things. And so, Father, tonight we thank you, we thank you, Lord. Thank you for your heart that is open towards us that is stretched forth to us, O God, and above all, your goodness, my God, that is being poured upon us. This one I commit into your mighty and capable hands, your people. So if your people who are called by your name, well, as I present these people before you, I declare that, Lord, these are your people who are called by your name. As they humble themselves in these days, 21 days, I ask, Lord, may your ear be attentive to their cry. May your hand, my God, be stretched out to their help. I pray, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, that Lord, let everyone experience the tangibility of God, of your power in answering prayer. Let none be left without a testimony. But let your people carry testimonies of your goodness, testimony of your greatness, testimonies of your power. In the mighty name of Jesus. I thank you, Father, for the heavens that are open over us as a ministry and as a people. And I thank you, my God, for your angels, my God, that you have dispatched. My God, even to the bidding of your servants, your heirs, the heirs of your salvation. Thank you, my God, that, Lord, this is a, a new season, oh God, in the lives of your people, the life of this ministry. And I thank you, Father, that, Lord, we will have cause, my God, to rejoice and to celebrate by reason of the manifold things that, Lord, you will do. This one, I commit every family that is represented in this house into your hands. And I pray that, Lord, may your visitation be great upon every family. You know that different issues are going on in families, the struggles, my God, both financial, emotional, and even in relationships. I ask, Father, in Jesus' mighty name, that to all that and even more, that which we cannot even see here on this pulpit, I ask, Father, that Lord, you who sees and you who knows, my God, bring help bring help to your people, Lord. We sanctify these 21 days. We set them apart unto you, O God. Everybody lift up your right hand if you will participate. And those of you watching or joining the service online, you can stand up and also lift up your hands as we pledge into this fast and prayer time. Heavenly Father, with our hands lifted, we set apart these 21 days. My God, we sanctify them, O oh God, unto you, O oh God, as a time and a season of seeking your face, of waiting upon you. My God, of lifting up our hands unto you, O oh God. And Lord, your purpose concerning our lives, our family, the ministry, this nation, my God, be done. This morning, Father, even as we lift up our hands, I pray that may your spirit grant 
unto everyone the strength, the ability they need to go through this fast. I pray, my God, for the anointing of prayer to fall upon everyone. I pray, Holy Spirit, that call us unto prayer by day, by night, at noontime, at dawn, in the mighty name of Jesus. Spirit of God, put upon our hearts and our spirits the things that you want us to pray about, the intercessions you want us to do. Bring revelation unto your people, O oh God. And Father, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus for divine encounters, my God, with your people, even in this time. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, we give you glory, O oh God, we give you praise. And we thank you, Lord. We thank you for the peace. Oh, thank you. I just feel a peace. This one, receive the peace of God that settles upon us. This one, receive that peace in your heart. Receive that peace in your spirit, knowing that even before you begin, God is settling and sorted our issues. Receive that peace within your spirit this morning. And know that it is well. He said that, say unto the righteous that it shall be well with him. I hear in my spirit. So this one, receive that peace of God. That peace within. Thank you, Jesus. I hear, I hear weep no more because God, God has called you. Blind Bartimaeus kept on shouting, Jesus, son of David, have mercy upon me. Jesus, son of David, have mercy upon me. And they said, stop calling out. He says to bring you. He said, come. He says to come. That was the end of his shouting. That was the end of his weeping. That was the end of his crying out. This morning, I declare unto you that this day marks the end of a certain cry in your life. The end of a certain shout. The end of a certain prayer. Because God has heard you and says, come. We thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, in the name that is above every name, I declare that next 21 days from the 21st of September to the 11th of October, as days set apart to seek God, to pray, to fast, to call upon him. And I pray that may the heavens kiss the earth for our sake. May there be a strong interaction between heaven and our lives and this ministry in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. We declare this first. Amen. Put your hands together and give the Lord a mighty clap offering. Hallelujah. And so we are in it from tomorrow. Thank you for listening to today's word. Connect with us on our website, www.tlgm.org. Get interactive with Apostle on all social media platforms at Apostle Leanne Coffey.